Today I'm speaking with Camille Martin. She's a registered dietitian, a public health writer and a former chronic dieter who is dedicated to helping women quit dieting and to set bigger and better goals for themselves and reclaim excitement for their life. Her website is CamilleMartinRD.com and today we're going to be talking about how we can shift our mindset and all the things that we can do to step into a beautiful, empowered and healthy next chapter of our life. So enjoy. Make sure to grab the official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It's filled with some of the best tools for inspiring your best life, all absolutely free. Just go to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to download yours now. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and welcome to Not Over Just Different, a podcast for women of a respectable age facing life's next new chapter. So grab a cup of tea and pour yourself a glass of wine and join me for some deep, real and candid conversations about everything from health, aging gracefully, relationships and how to make the next 50 years even better than the first. Well, hello everyone and welcome to this week's podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about a bit of a touchy subject. (laughs) Definitely it's been a touchy subject for me for many years and uh, something that I've been very sensitive about. Um, And that is my body image and my weight. Uh, And my special guest uh, today is Camille Martin, uh, who is a registered dietitian and a public health writer. And uh, and she has some really amazing uh, information to give us on you know, navigating through this, I don't know, it seems to be like a never-ending story for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it is for everyone, yeah. yeah. So how did you, uh, you know, have you always been a dietitian? Is, is you know, uh, this kind of something no. that's always been a passion of yours? No, in fact, um, well, nutrition and health was always a passion, but I struggled growing up. Um, from the time I was 12 years old, I started dieting. And I struggled with my weight. Um, I was never anywhere more than 15 pounds overweight, but all of the horrible, you know, cultural brainwashing we're subjected to. And of course, it trickles down into individual families and um, people around you. I was always getting the message that what I looked like was more important than anything else. And if I deviated um, anywhere from the norm, which unfortunately, as you know, is uh, skinny, you know, quiet, look pretty, be quiet, be thin above all else. So it was always a struggle for me. And um, how I ended up being a dietitian is that I spent almost 25 years of my life on a diet, um, going back and forth, failing, giving up. And it my self-esteem absolutely just was wrecked from all of the failures. So I decided one very important day when I couldn't take it anymore that I was going to quit. I was going to stop dieting and just see how I felt, eat whatever I wanted to eat. And I was terrified I was going to, um, you know, completely gain tons of weight, which did not happen. The opposite happened. In fact, um, once I started being nice to myself and not beating myself up um, and eating what made me feel good and moving when I felt like moving, miraculously, it all started to come off. And that's when I took a real interest in nutrition and how it affected food affected my body. So I went back to school to just take one class. And then three years later, I became a dietitian. So 
<laughs> because that's the thing, and I, I don't know whether it's the chicken or the egg or, or, you know, maybe it's a little bit of both because I know that, you know, even if we are eating well and exercising, but mentally we're still beating ourselves up and we're still stuck mm. in that mental loop, then it's difficult for us to shift the weight. But is the yeah. reason that we're stuck in the mental loop because of poor diet, you know, and having mm. no energy and feeling like, well, you know, that we can't go on? What, what do you think that is? Um, that's an interesting question because I always say it's not about the food. It's not about, it is about the food. It's about fueling your body properly. But if you've become so out of whack with, the way that you eat rather than with what you eat. It starts with the way that you eat. And the way women, I was an emotional eater, but the way women, mostly women, um, start eating emotionally is because they are beating themselves up, which, you know, is not taking care of your inner self. So I think it starts there. The way you eat starts from how you feel on the inside. And once you start changing the way that you eat, the what you eat will start to... Um, level out and and take care of itself so it really i hope i'm answering your question but it starts from the inside not necessarily just what you're eating absolutely so no yeah because i think that once you mentally are there then the making the healthy choices is easier to make mm-hmm. like it's not as yeah. much effort this is what I found. Yeah. I found that once I kind of really came to peace with, with uh, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm feeling good about myself. I'm not going to beat myself up, up if I have some cheese or something, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> because that's not really helping me at all. Um, but because I'm doing it out of love for myself, which mm-hmm. seems to, which is my motivator, not because I want to look yeah. thin, because I want to be look you right. know, great for somebody else, because I'm doing it out of love for myself. It, it now yeah. it's easier for me to st- stay to the course, and you know, and I've yeah. I've chosen momentarily to to um, you know not be eating sugar and carbs and those kind of things, um, right? And so it's easy for me to do that because it's yeah. like it's not so much of an effort when you feel good about yourself yeah when you're um and that's why i always tell my clients one of the key things and it doesn't seem like it's related but setting a goal that has nothing to do with losing weight or what you look like starts shifting how you feel inside it starts to build your confidence and generate um positive energy and make you feel good um so once you have that going on inside you're right all of those choices making healthy choices becomes easier because you're not sitting around um, thinking about, well, I'm not going to eat this today. I'm going to try to eat that and not this and all of that resistance that comes with it. Um, So I always say setting a big goal is a huge piece of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So what what kind of goal are you talking about? Like what kind of goals are common if if we're not focusing on weight? Well, I always just say go way, way back to when you were younger, um, when you felt like the whole world, you had the whole, your whole life ahead of you. Um, Everybody has these dreams or these things that went through their head when they were just feeling in a creative, hopeful, excited space of, you know, learning Italian or um, starting a jewelry line or, you know, going back to school and getting another degree, which was one of my goals that I ended up... um, I didn't have it when I was a child, but once I started investigating health and I went back to school to take that one class, it ended up becoming a goal. And um, it was so fulfilling that I was excited every day. Um, So it could be anything. I mean, running a marathon, um, taking a class, going back um, 
going back to school or moving to another country, learning a language, those kinds of things. Yeah, no, I love that. Because like you said, I think that when we're focusing just on the weight, that doesn't seem to be a big enough motivator. No, it's a negative motivator, in fact, because it just makes you, you're staring at the thing that you hate and you want to try to get rid of. Um, You want to build from the inside and the the outside will take care of itself. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And I think the other thing too, I I, I call it the, I I love, I love you diet. (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) What is that? Tell me. Which is, well, it's, it's a little challenge. It's, it's really standing naked in front of a mirror in in the mornings. Yeah. And just looking at myself and every part of me and going, I love you. That's you know? amazing. Wow. That's so powerful. And it's so hard to do. Just you telling me that. I feel like I have a lot of self-love now, but that would be really hard for me to do that. Right? Um, because we do. We uh, have these stories that we that we make up about different parts of our body because it doesn't fit what society thinks we should look like. You mm-hmm. know, And then you have... I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, I get to a point where like, look, I'm in my 50s. I shouldn't have to worry about this. I should be just happy with the way I am, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we're so bombarded with all of this. Like, you're not okay. What you? I mean, I have two um, teenage daughters. One of them is preteen, and I was just cleaning her room for her the other day while she was at school. Um And I found a journal that she had with her affirmations, which we talk about how important that is. Mm. And all down one page, it just said, I am skinny. I am skinny. I am skinny. I weigh 98 pounds. And I just, you know, it was heartbreaking Um, because I in this house, I mean, we talk about these things, how it's not about food or how much you weigh or what you look like. And it's still being it's she's being poisoned by it, by just being out in the world. So, yeah. 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 Now that's that's super tough. And and I think too, uh, for me, it was different practices that I started to implement. That you know, and, and I think one of the biggest things, and you know, I'm in a in a relationship with this man who's just amazing, mm-hmm. and he's been such a positive influence on me. Um, yeah, I, I heard your yeah. your episode about that. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So he um, he's all about how do you feel after you've eaten something. Because I think sometimes we're so unconscious about that. We just know that we don't feel great, that we're sluggish, that we need another cup of coffee or that we, you know, but we yeah. don't really sort of tap in and go, wait a minute, internally, how, how does this make me feel? Um, yeah. And so I've started a food journal so that every time I not just write down what I eat, which kind of, you know, mm-hmm. by writing the food journal kind of keeps you accountable, but I'm also right. writing down how I feel. So I'm starting to notice. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, well, I think a lot. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so what are some of the practice that you think that, you know, we should be implementing to be able to, you know, to maintain this healthy lifestyle? Yeah, well, one of the things, um, I wrote a book about how to lose weight without dieting. And two of the exercises that I tell people to do, number one, get a journal out. But you have thoughts that go through your head before you eat while you eat and after you eat but we're usually so um completely distracted and not being mindful that you feel like you think i'm hungry and then you eat but a lot of times you're not even hungry um i was an emotional eater and that's what my my clientele is mostly people who eat emotionally but um it feels like you go from impulse binge and then you know 
that's it and you feel like crap about yourself but you're telling yourself things you're thinking so i have people write down what they're thinking um i don't usually focus on what you're eating i, I tell people write down yeah basically how you feel before during and after um and then once you look at those thoughts you can systematically start to change them and I mean, just being aware of what you're thinking is is huge because we don't we don't realize what we're actually saying to ourselves, which is a huge part of the problem. Um, but in terms of the actual food, I tell people um, I focus on their habits. You know, like there are three to five habits that for sure are derailing you from eating what you should be eating and living the healthy life with healthy habits. Um, so if you pick three and start with the one that's easiest to change and then just make these tiny little micro changes to it, you can eventually turn a bad habit into a good habit. So um, I, I focus on habits and thoughts, but it's to your point about how you feel is really how you're thinking. And if you can identify those thoughts, you can really change everything. No, I love that. Well, I uh, and I think too, it, it takes a level of um, real like honesty to be able to, yes. to, you know, because I was talking uh, with Bert um, a few weeks ago and he was saying, you know, how he was lonely when he was by himself and he had moments of loneliness. And I'm like, yeah, I never yeah. felt lonely. I, you know, I had a very full life and, you know, I had a lot of stuff going on. But then I realized, I'm like, no, no, wait a minute. Did I really feel lonely? And the thing mm -hmm. is, I would avoid feeling lonely yeah. by getting a glass of wine and some cheese mm -hmm. and some you know, oh, yes. uh, some dips and things and sit down and watch TV. Yeah. So yes. I'm numbing with the food, I'm numbing with the wine, and I'm numbing with the TV. And yes. so then I get to the end of the a show and I'm like, wow, a bottle of wine's gone and all that cheese. And what happened? Like, <laughs> it was unconscious, yes. but I was doing that mm -hmm. to avoid feeling anything. So that's that, so interesting. I think that's, yes, we all do that. And we're, it's easy to do because we're so busy and conditioned to stay busy. Um, but yeah, my boyfriend and I now have a rule when we go out for dinner, we leave the phones in the car. And it's, it's unbelievable what a difference it makes because when you're not, you know, he then goes to the bathroom and I'm not staring at a phone, picking it up mindlessly, but it helps you be more present. But yes, when it comes to food, I... One of my biggest um, downfalls was to sit in front of the TV and eat. Um, and I'm a healthy eater now, but it was that shoving in and shoving down. And yes, alcohol. I just quit drinking about eight months ago um, because I was using it to just check out, I felt like. And I just didn't want to do that anymore. But um, yeah. It's tough. These things are all big parts of our culture, and it takes discipline to just to take breaks and to be mindful. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you are listening to this podcast right now, I actually have uh, a very powerful tool that I know you're going to love, especially if you're tired of the self-hate game and, and you're ready to, be, to begin starting taking care of yourself. Now, uh, this tool is a 30-second weight loss quiz. And it reveals your number one sub subconscious weight loss sab saboteur. Now, we've been talking about this. You know, what are the blocks in our mind? What are the things and the beliefs that we have that are stopping us from eating the way that we want, having the body type that we want, sticking to our exercise rituals? Uh, now, the quiz takes less than 30 seconds to complete. Um, and being not only being armed with what is your number one saboteur, but given some tools on how to, to move through that is what we're offering here. So just go to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash health quiz. 
So not over, just different.com forward slash health quiz and you can take the quiz there. So Camille, you were just talking before about some, um, you know, habits that we want to change. Um, and I know that if, we, if we're looking to take something out, then we want to be replacing it with something as well because otherwise mm-hmm. there's, there's just a void there. So can you give us some examples of what some habits are that we should be releasing <laughs> and, uh-huh. and the kind of yeah. things that we could replace it with? Yeah, and you're right. If you you can't just take something away, it's a void. Um, what I always recommend is incrementally adding some things to the to the habit. So, like if you're you know if your habit is to eat a huge plate of pasta for dinner, and you want to start cutting back on that, instead of taking away the pasta and putting a salad there, which is going to be totally unsatisfying if you're used to the pasta. You want to maybe add some veggies to the pasta, start changing the sauce on the pasta. I mean, just making these little tiny changes gives you confidence and you're successfully making those changes. So I always say add, add to what you're already doing. But in terms of specific habits, I think they're they're different for everybody, but um, most of mine have to do with behaviors and not specific foods. So what you just said, being mindful, not eating in front of your computer or the TV, um, certainly not working out at all. You can easily just people, we go all or nothing in our culture where, you know, black or white. If I don't feel like working out, I'm going to lay on the couch and eat potato chips and I'm going to feel bad about myself. Or if I'm going to work out, I'm going to run, you know, a dead sprint around the block and, you know, it just doesn't work. So for me, I'm trying to think of specific habits. I think eating mindlessly is a big one. Um, But if you wanted to get into the food habits, I mean, I think it's, you know, we all know we're supposed to be eating certain foods, add more greens, um, decrease the amount of sugar in your diet for sure. That's, that's a huge culprit. I mean, and there's so much sugar. Um, most people don't sit and down Coke all day. So we're, we're not at that stage, but there's a lot of hidden sugar that you're not, you're not thinking of. Um, and it's just, it interferes with your hormonal balance. It makes you more hungry. Um, so yeah, I mean, decreasing the amount of sugar is a good one. Moving more meditating is definitely a big one. And I have not done as much of that as I need to, (laughs) but, um, you know, it's hard to slow down and do things like meditate or journal. And whenever I sit with some of my clients and I say, okay, go get a beautiful new journal and take some time. I mean, I can see their eyes glazing over, like, I don't want to write it down, but just taking time for yourself. I mean, sitting down outside and being quiet with no kids, no TV, no phone, um, walking by yourself, going to a coffee shop and spending an hour alone with a book. Those are probably the biggest habits that people should change, especially women, because we hardly have any time for ourselves. So Mm. I would probably start with that one. Yeah, no, I love that. And the other thing I did too is, uh, as I cleaned out my pantry, yeah. Like anything that's it was in there, I'm like, yep, nope, that's not <laughs> that's going out. And you know, yeah. I started reading labels a lot more now too, mm-hmm. because sugar yeah. sugar is in everything, but everything. It's, but it's not necessarily listed as sugar. Like, right. what are some of the other you know uh, things that that sugar falls under the label of? 
Um, oh gosh, let's see. I haven't, um, I need to do my nutrition refresher. I'm, I'm always talking about habits and thoughts. Um, there's sugar alcohols, anything that ends in an OL, that's one. Um, and, you know, like if you look on the back of, um, of fruit, uh, let's like juice, you can see it'll say, you know, fruit, juice, sugar, but they'll often add sugar you have to look way down the label and you'll see that it's added in. Um, I can't, anything that starts with gluco, G-L-U-C-O, mm. that's a sugar, sugar alcohols you have to look out for. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you look, the biggest way to tell is to look at the grams of sugar that are in your drink and if, or whatever, the package of food that you're eating. And if it has more than, I would say, 10 grams of sugar, you probably need to look for something else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, sugar is a big one. And I do want to say complex carbohydrates are excellent. And, um, you know, you can eat pasta if you put, if you're having a little protein with it or even some vegetables. Um, I don't eat meat, but if you put a little tofu with it and put some greens in it and just eat slower and you're not shoving it all down, it's not going to be as um, much of a shock to your system with, um, yeah, you're not going to get that insulin dump that makes you completely tired and start storing fat. If you eat slower, you know, you don't have to cut out every kind of carb. You know, I'm not a fan of that, but added sugar, yes, get yeah. rid of that. Yeah. And so, you know, I was saying I, I've, you know, I've cleared out any temptation from my from my pantry and my fridge and so forth. But, uh, you know, is there other things in our environment that we should be looking at that oh, know, yes. can be triggers for us, you know? Yeah. And um, I'm so glad you asked me that because environment is a huge thing that I've focused on with my clients, that your environment is always working, whether you know that it is or not. And most of us are so used to looking at what we're seeing, we don't notice how it's really setting us up for failure. Um, so what you just said about cleaning out your pantry and reorganizing, that is so huge because most of us have stuff in our fridge or our pantry is just overloaded. You can't see anything. Your kitchen feels um, like a place where it's stressful and you feel overwhelmed. And that could usually be fixed by a simple spring cleaning um, of your kitchen, even the utensils that you have. Um, because if you don't ever cook at all, you're going to be healthier. The more you cook, the healthier you will be. So you need to be in your kitchen cooking a little bit. And that doesn't mean five-star gourmet cooking, but just making it a practice of putting your meals together instead of grabbing, you know, whatever was in the leftovers container. Um, you have to take charge of food or else you're going to have a fear-based relationship with it. But your environment is so important. And I just wrote about this in a blog post, how there was a study of um, kitchen counters, 500 women, they studied their kitchen counters. And the women who had soda out on the counter, even if it was diet soda, weighed on average like 20 pounds more than the women who did not. And the women whose only kitchen counter item was a bowl of fruit had a lower BMI than all of the other women. So it really is, it's important. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. I uh, I only have a bowl of fruit, uh, fruit bowl. Actually, I, I ordered one Good. online and it was it's so much bigger <laughs> than I expected. I'm like, 
but yeah. I've got lots of fruit in there, which is great. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> but but you're right. Like having not having the temptation out is 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 a big thing, um, and really looking at how we can set ourselves up for success. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mm-hmm. think you know, like we were saying earlier, really coming from a place of I'm doing this out of love for my, myself. Yeah. You know, and I've stopped. I've I have stopped focusing on the weight loss. I'm only yeah. looking at I want health. I want vitality. Mm-hmm. I want energy. I want yes. my skin to be clear. I want to look yes. younger than I actually am. <laughs> Longevity, vitality. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And it's so true. Just um, alcohol is not the topic. And this has nothing to do with, obviously, if you have a problem and you you need to quit, that's a totally different story. But since I've eliminated alcohol from my routine, my skin, I look like I got 12 facials. It's like, I, it's amazing. Not that you have to eliminate alcohol, but that's just a good example of how taking some of the crap that you're putting into your body out, it's very simple. And you start to glow and you feel better. You sleep better. So you could use that even um, with eating greens or getting enough omega-3 fats. Those kinds of things, getting rid of some of the crap out of your diet will automatically start making changes that you can see, which it's very empowering. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can find Camille at CamilleMartinRD.com and uh, you can find out all about all her programs and details and things there, which is just fantastic. Uh, Camille, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Um, Thank you. Because, you know, you I, I think this is something that we all struggle with. I mean, I have. Like, my 30s was just exhausting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> all the thoughts that were just going around and around in my head, and I, I know as I've got to fifty, it's like I've been able to shift my mind and shift and go, okay, look, it's not about the weight, it's not about how I look, because that seemed to right. be like a never-ending battle. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. So, um, yes, I really well, appreciate your time today, darling. <laughs> thank you for having me. I loved it. Yeah, awesome. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back again next week. So I'm looking forward to uh, to chatting to you all then. Have an amazing week. Thanks for joining us today. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and haven't yet subscribed to our podcast, please go ahead and do so on iTunes or Spotify or go to mindmovies.com forward slash podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, remember, new episodes are released every Monday morning. And this podcast is also brand new and we'd love to spread the word. So after you've subscribed, be a great girlfriend and pass it on to a friend who will enjoy this too. And don't forget to grab your official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It includes some of the best tools for inspiring your best life, all completely free. Head over to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to grab yours today. Until next time, remember, it's not over, just different. <laughs>